the BTSE 365 podcast. What it do, what it do, what it does, what the business be like. It's the BTSE 365 podcast. Appreciate you tuning in, wherever you tuning in, however you tuning in. Yeah, I like I like this little funk track right here, man. This 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 track six years old, man. But I like this joint. Love these instrumentals, man. Feel the funk by D Techniques. You can get it on you know Apple Music, Spotify. That's D Dash Techniques T E C H N E E K Z. That's feel the funk. And uh man, I'm glad to be with everybody today. You know, wherever you listening, have you listening. Um It's been a lot of sports related stuff just going on, you know what I'm saying? Like the NCAA tournament starting March Madness, the seedings are in, play in tournaments and all that. NFL free agency. NBA ramping up for the playoffs coming up right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else? Baseball out of the lockout. You know, where's Freddie Freeman going? Red Sox, Padres, Yankees. Like Yankees just traded Gary Sanchez. Uh, got a star in return. I forgot his name, but <laughs> yeah. Um, what else, man? Aaron, I didn't speak really a lot on Aaron Rodgers and his alleged $250 million deal, which really ain't but $124 million and whatever, you know. And that's because you would see a deal like that. Then you see Christian Kirk got $72 million that could turn to $84 million. And although you're happy for the player, it's like, bro, why do we got to know how much money these folks making? Like, why does it have to be public? Now, do you want folks to know how much money you making? <laughs> Shit. Legally? <laughs> and then you get everybody out here talking. Oh, man. Do we deserve $80 million? I don't know, but I can't do what they do. So I'm going to just say, yeah, even though on the surface it's like, eh. But would you? It's like this. You paying a person for their potential. Christian Kirk got potential. I don't know if he got Pro Bowl potential. I don't know what that potential looks like. But, hey, Trent Baalke is the GM. So, you know, these are the types of things he does. Trust me, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, like, Kirk and Rodgers, who, by the way, he has to deliver on the Super Bowl, y'all. He has to. He ain't got no – I don't want to hear that – Man, you know, he get us to the playoffs every year. Or we always got to ch- – no, my nigga, it's time to cash in, my nigga. You, you held them to the fire. You got the money. You threatened retirement. 
acted like you was ready to leave or you could, you know, all that bullshit. You did what you had to do to get you a couple more years, buy your time, cash in. But now you got to deliver, my guy. Oh, and Devontae Adams said he don't want to play on the on the on the franchise tag, which is close to twenty million. I think it's like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen million. But he say, "Hey, man, I'm worth more than that." You paid him. You just paid the other uh, the other cat, Devondre Campbell. Think they re-signed somebody else? Hey, man. Hey, man, pay me, man. Don't play me on no damn franchise tag, man. I come in after, I think they can hold out, what, six weeks or ten weeks? I come in in week 11 on your ass. But I'm not playing under, like, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them, you know. Look at me. No, I'm not a Packers fan. I want, I want the motherfucker to leave anyway. Hell, go to Denver. <laughs> Go to shit anywhere but Green Bay or NFC. And then with all these other moves going on, man, Tom Brady come back. Right? You know, but wasn't that kind of expected? It's like it was news, but it wasn't really shocking news to me. I was watching the show, and they said on the scale from 1 to 10, how surprised were you? And I was like, shit, a, a 1. You really think Tom Brady wanted to retire? You really think he wanted to quit? Oh, I'm going to spend time with my family. Some people speculate maybe his family got tired of him. Maybe he got tired of the family. Maybe it had something to do with his feelings after the season. The A.B. situation going left. Not really his fault. You know, and A.B. didn't come out and say it that. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if his family pressured him. If he was trying to really get to San Francisco, you know. And it's sad because it sounds like he really want to be there. Like he really want to be there. But they don't want him there that bad. You know what I'm saying? It's like this Tom Brady, bro. And I noticed with this, it's a situation where in the last three years, he done wanted to be there. And he should have been there, just to tell the truth. Oh, uh, you know, Jimmy G took him to a Super Bowl. No, he didn't, y'all. No, he didn't. I saw that season just like y'all did. He didn't take them nowhere. The Saints game, he took them. I'll say that. That year, the Saints game, he took them. I remember that game vividly. I was at Donks. Niggas was in there talking shit. I was in there talking shit, and then I mean it was a it was a, a a heavyweight fight, and we came out on top. But after that, I don't I don't see too many more of those. You know what I'm saying? Like that was like the last game that I saw him. Now, okay, the Rams game when it went into overtime, he was making throws against the bank. Uh, I said the Bengals against the Packers in the playoffs. He made some decent throws in the snow. But I can only name you three or four games in five seasons. Man, man, John Lynch and, and motherfucking, uh, what's his name, Kyle Shanahan should have pulled the trigger. You got a team that was ready to win right then and there. You just seen it. If you had a quarterback that could make a throw, you'd have won. 
it was ABC one two three, and you let him off the hook, <laughs> and you saw what he did. And so it's like, shit, if I can come back in and play for them, and why not? Shit. Man, you sit Trey Lance's ass down and tell him, look, man, I let you sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a year. You got damn right you're going to sit behind Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady. Learn everything you can. He might not play one more year. This might be the only chance he got. And if we can win a ring with him once to put us in that six club, then goddamn right. Then you, we'll give you the range. You'll be 22. You got 10, 15 with technology these days, 15 great years left in you. And maybe you can win a couple fours. But right now, we would have been trying to get with TV 12. But, you know, it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. It just, it never happened. It never came to fruition. It's not going to come to fruition. Um. Unless Trey Lance goes out here and have an absolute dud of a season, which I highly doubt because of the team around them. If they can drag an unathletic um, shell of himself, Jimmy Garoppolo, to the NFC Championship game in one drive within actually going to the Super Bowl, then with a, a, a confident young player like Trey Lance, yeah, we can make it back. At least to that point. <laughs> At least to that point. Now, moving on from my team and Brady's return, this whole Brady return does mess up Jimmy G a little bit. The Bucks were one of the trading partners. Now you got this Deshaun Watson situation. He back. He the new shiny toy. You know what I'm saying? And, folks, and, and I know the Jimmy G trade and his contract and stuff, That all that type of stuff can get worked out. I know a lot of 49ers fans, I see it all on Twitter, they up in a frenzy. Oh, why hadn't we traded him yet? Yada, yada, yada. Man, look, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. His his situation is delicate, and it takes time. So when his situation ends, then yes, you can trade Jimmy. I know I just said I was going to be doing talking about my team, but it, it ties into it, though, because teams that need quarterbacks, or might be entered, like maybe not even necessarily desperately need one, but hey, they welcome Deshaun Watson, which is a lot of teams. Philly, um, the Colts, the Panthers, the Saints, maybe even the Falcons. Yeah, they got Matt Ryan, but you know, he owed 40 some million dollars. He 30 some, 37, 38, he long in the tooth, unathletic. You bring in uh, Watson home to Atlanta. Draft him a receiver. He already got a stud tight end. Sure up this defense. I mean, but I don't think he'll waive his no trade just to go home. You know, the Colts make sense. That's a team in win now mode. They got a solid roster on, especially on the defensive side. Maybe draft you a receiver in the first round. I don't know, man. It's just. I heard Max Kellerman say, I'm sorry, that bothered me. He was like, I don't know if he's top 10, and he started talking about that man's college career and was he better than Trevor Lawrence in college, and I'm like, come on, Max Kellerman. Was he better than Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence won with 
people that play some people that played with Deshaun Watson. But after that, he couldn't win with what he had. I saw him getting his ass smacked around out there. I mean, you know, he took the job from Kelly Bryant, but I don't think he's not. He ain't that, man. He the product of a system. He the product of a system. And I think he was protected too long. Man, people, look, man, look, look, look. I saw Deshaun Watson go against Nick Saban defenses in back-to-back years. And damn near defeated him in back-to-back years. And did defeat him in one year. One of the best college championship games you will see. And you're going to ask if his career was, if, if the other guy was better than him? Hell no, he wasn't better than him. He won the Heisman. So, man, did you see Deshaun Watson in college? Stop it, man. Did you see him in 2020 when when Bill O'Brien did everything he could to lose? Did everything he could to lose. You see him in 2019 going up against the Chiefs? The same year they went to the Super Bowl? He did everything he could to lose that game. They was up 21-0. I don't know what people thinking. Is he a top five? Yes. He might not be one, but he damn sure ain't six. Well, now that Brady's back, Brady, you say Rodgers, ah, okay, yeah. Can't argue against back-to-back MVPs. Mahomes, ah, he got a Super Bowl ring, and he, you know, he's an MVP. Uh, mm, can't argue against that, but Watson, he right there at Fodian. Don't give me this Joe Burrow. Don't give me this Justin Herbert shit. Justin Herbert had two seasons. Two seasons. Now, I know he's the the subject of an um, incompetent head coach who made some dumb decisions. But, you know, it is what it is. Deshaun Watson is the cream of the crop, man. I don't know. I don't, look, the 49ers was trying to trade for him. Before they drafted Trey Lance, hell, they was, they wanted him. The rumor is out that they might be in discussions with him, and then it was like, no, nah, I don't know, man. That, that right there, that is interesting. I said it in my mind, and I might have mentioned it to my partners once, but that, that's interesting right there. Like, they traded, they tried to trade for him. Didn't happen. Now... I mean, hey, we got Jimmy. <laughs> we'll trade you Jimmy. And a couple of picks. What you want to do? Well, what about Trey Lance? Hey, man, they might have to go on the ship Trey out, man, you know. Philly might need a quarterback, you know. What's up? I know who don't need a quarterback. The Cowboys don't need a quarterback. They need another D.N., though. <laughs> they need another D.N. because Randy Gregory said, deuces. Y'all want to suspend. I mean, y'all want to take my money if I get suspended for smoking weed. Y'all know I like to get high. I'm not doing it. No. <laughs> y'all know how I get down. You know I like to get high, and you're going to try to take my money. 
Like, come on. Give me a give me a chance here, man. You're killing me, Smalls. But, you know, I understand. I, I feel him on that. I mean, hey, you got to do what's best for you. That's that's what all these situations are. That's what this free agency stuff is. It's not about him, her, and his, and I. No, it's about mine. <laughs> it's about mine. You got to get you out here. Do what you can. Get what you can get. Get in and get out. You feel me? Don't, don't. Don't think of, I ain't going to say don't think about the team, but the team don't think about you until they need something from you. Prime example of players putting the team first. I ain't even say putting the team first, but not putting themselves first. And that's mentally, physically, financially, all that. I want y'all to listen to uh, a little bit of sound from the uh, the Pivot podcast with um, Channing Crowder, Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor. This just had... Michael Beasley, you know, number two overall pick, Michael Beasley, NBA player. Um, played for the Lakers, the Heat, the Knicks. I can't remember where else he played. He might have had a stint in Dallas. I can't remember. Don't don't quote me on that. But um, this is him on the Pivot Podcast, man. It's, it's, it's worth the 43 minutes that they give us. I wish they would have gave us about an hour, but – it's worth the 43 minutes. Just, just take a listen. Help, 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 help from my favorite athletes, from my favorite celebrities, from my favorite people in the world. Everybody, and it's like, everybody just like, either call me crazy or just, you know, I don't want to get into personal, personal, but like. Fred was talking about the way you work. Everything I see from you now, you in the gym. You, you talk. So that was just a clip of him saying how he was looking for help. He, he he had people out there that he said he was reaching out to, celebrities, athletes or whatnot, and nobody was gonna nobody was helping him. He was looking out for everybody else, but nobody was offering to help him when he was going through everything that he was going through, whether it be people stealing from him. Lying on him, you know. He he takes accountability for some of the things, for some of his actions, but he is crying for help, crying out for help. And he sounds like a person who just, you know, I mean, shit. He just said, "Fuck it, fuck the world." I'm just trying to get me me. He was on the Portland Trailblazers summer league team, and I I promise I was rooting for him. I was happy to see him out there. He he's not lying about his stats, like. When he gets a chance, when he was given a chance to ball, he could ball. You know, he can go get you 19 and 10 for real. For real, he was like that. But, you know, in in the in the professional sports world, being a black man, especially um, when you come from poverty and you come from the streets and you you you, you never really get the right person to steer you where you need to go and you becoming a man in life without, you know, certain structures or morals and and the people around you aren't the 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 people that they need to be or should be when they're in your life and you're going through an ascension like that. 
you know, he sh- you shouldn't have to deal with your mother stealing from you. He said his mother stole from him. But he also said his mother was a G. She was the strongest person he knew. He talked about the trauma of watching her die, watching her take her last breath. So he he going through a lot of trauma. He done went through some trauma. He got some trauma. But we all do. And the brother just needs some help. And that's why I say this time period, that's, that's, that's my connection of the time period of free agency and all that type of stuff. People got to do for themselves. You got to be your own person, get your, get your mind right. Speaking of basketball and a person that knows themselves or seems to, you know, take care of them first, Kyrie Irving. Prime example, everybody was saying, oh, he bogus, he's selfish, whoop de whoop That was the narrative. That was the narrative about him in New York. Now, all of a sudden, New York's stupid. Even Adam Silver said, oh, it's a crazy man. They can't wait for it to be over. He can come to the game and sit front row, but he can't play. He can't be in the locker room. They find them 50 bands, find the team 50,000 for him being in the locker room. And he's like, bro, he his own person, though. And he playing great because of that. He about to drop another 50 piece tonight. He was at like 41 at halftime. So, you know. And then speaking of Kyrie Hill, um, Big Cat dropped, what, 60 the other night. Whew. 60 of them things. And, and Embiid and Joker had a battle, which Joker got the, he got the best of it. He got the best of them. I mean, I heard somebody ask the question, who's the who's the best big man? And I think Embiid is the best big man, but I see why Joker gets the MVP consideration that he gets. Like, it's not like he got a bunch of scrubs around him, but he got a whole bunch of role players playing. He ain't got another all-star on the roster with him. Not even a fringe all-star, you know. <laughs> so, I don't think he got another 20-point-a-game score. And and they in sixth place in the West, which is traditionally a tough, you know, tough, tough conference. Speaking of tough, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to get on out of here because I told y'all I wasn't going to keep y'all on. But speaking of tough, I want to say condolences to the family of the late, great Scott Hall. Um, Man, he passed away the other day. They say it was complications um, from uh, uh, hip replacement surgery. Had some heart attacks and. He got on down. But um I just want to say, man, that was that if, if you're a wrestling fan, right? Growing up, if you were a wrestling fan and you were watching the Monday Night Wars and you saw WWF Nitro and Razor Ramon and then you saw Scott Hall and the outsiders with the NWO and all that, like, bro, he was he was the coolest cat on TV. Before The Rock, he was the coolest cat on TV. Like, The Rock came in, and he was cool. And I saw the day where The Rock posted that he studied Scott Hall. Like, the character Razor Ramon, that was, like, one of the things he studied becoming a wrestler. 
And you can tell, like, bro, Scott Hall was this cool-ass dude. Now, Vince Bogus, because Scott Hall, a, a white dude that was playing a Cuban, but we ain't going to get into that right now. He was playing, he was playing Tony Montana from Scarface. That's who he was playing on TV, but he, he a white dude. He not Cuban at all. It's like Mark Merrow with the spray tan. But anyway, um, I digress. Man, to watch him, you know, in those characters and those roles on TV, do what he did, and 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 you know, he was he was one of the the mainstays of our chat. People my in my age group, if you were born in the eighties and you watched wrestling growing up, then you know what I'm saying. Like he was. He was one of them people. Even if you were born in the nineties, you could see him on TV like kids wearing the uh the fake gold chains and the toothpicks. <laughs> That's him. That's him. So, man, R.I.P. Scott Hall, the bad guy. One more time. What is what do you say? One more win for the good guys. But yeah, that's all I got for y'all today, man. Uh y'all be easy. Oh, March Madness, I'm not doing a bracket this year. I told myself, damn a bracket. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy Probably do a little, you know, fan dueling. Cut the check, fan duel. Um, <laughs> or MGM or whoever going to cut the check. One of them, I got a, a cool $30 to bet on the whole thing. I'm just going to parlay dollars and <laughs> $3 parlays here and there <laughs> and see what happens. But, yeah, man, that's all I got for y'all, man. Be easy. Stay safe. Stay dangerous. Peace. BTSC 365. If you asked Razor how he was doing, the standard response was, better than you, Chico. I learned that when I stepped through that curtain that I could have a relationship as a performer with an audience. And it was a powerful thing to me, whether I was the hated villain or the beloved hero. And that was something that I've always treasured. So thank you to all the wrestling fans here and all the fans watching around the world.